And we are live. That's live for us anyways. And you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour. And I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. Let's get it on. What's up, Kansas City? Yeah. This the Kansas City Social Hour. We got you locked in. Let's do it. Campaigns like Chief Keith, always yelling names. That's DCs. I go off my mind and my instinct. Shooting at the same time, we was in sync. What's up? Ain't trying to repeat. We was in the whips right back on the enemy. PTSD. Post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. So that is G Herbo, G Herbo PTSD album just came out. Fire ass fucking song. I like the concept. Song is called PTSD. Again, that's post traumatic stress disorder. A lot of soldiers coming back with PTSD. Iraq, Afghanistan. And it's taken place even before that. Little known fact, I was diagnosed with PTSD. I mean, I was diagnosed with PTSD back in 1999. And I'm not a soldier, but I had witnessed a lot of stuff. And I was trying to go to school. You know, after I had gotten shot, I changed my life. I was trying to get back into school. And one of the ways I was going to do that was I had to get some financial funding to do that. And so they were looking at different medical stuff that I could have and being shot, there wasn't anything really physically wrong with me as I had healed, but my mental, you know, seeing, witnessing all of the things that I witnessed in the hood and having my best friend be murdered, shotgun blast, another friend killed in a, shootout at a party, myself getting shot, you know, all of that very similar to what a person goes through in a war zone. And I can't compare my life to someone who's been in war because I haven't been there. I just know that the psychologist that was seeing me was comparing that to someone who's been in a war situation. You know, all the shootouts, all the cars, you know, guns getting put to my chest, having shootouts with people you know, all the things that happen in the hood, just all the crazy shit is very similar to a warlike atmosphere. This rapper G Herbo is spot on comparing his life situations to someone who may have PTSD. And I think he probably does. And a lot of his homies do. And there's a lot of people out there dealing with similar circumstances. Check out that jam. Now, The thing that I want to talk about today, again, I don't know when we're going to get back into the swing of these podcasts, you know, because I, I got to admit, I'm just, I'm low key just staying at home and I might do 
some more reports just from my house. You know what I mean? I might just do some shit that I notice is going on with the crib and I might just be catching y'all like that. I don't know yet. Shit is getting serious. I want to start recording, doing interviews, going out, doing all the shit that we normally do, talking about beer. And I, I definitely will do that. But right now, my main concern is with coronavirus. Coronavirus, and if you listen to my last episode, you got ahead of a lot of the things that were going on, okay? Because I've been on this shit, you know what I mean? I recommended that you listen to the Ben Baller podcast. I also recommend that you check out the latest episode of Joe Rogan, infectious disease expert Michael Osterholm explains a lot of shit on that episode and he breaks it down and basically one of the things that I got from the Joe Rogan thing is that right now the numbers appear to be real low right so everyone's like well it's not here yet well the problem with that and I got to give props to the Trump administration in one respect that they closed down travel from China to the United States pretty early on which bought them some time the only thing wrong with that is they didn't do shit with that time okay And one of the things that we needed to do immediately that I still haven't seen shit go on is testing. We don't have fucking testing. They got drive-through testing in South Korea. They have a ton of testing in Italy. We don't know the numbers yet. So when people say, oh, fuck, it's not here yet. We don't fucking know that because we don't have any of the testing. Okay. And what the problem is, when we do get the testing, we're going to have a spike in numbers right? And then people are going to take notice. What this doctor explains is that it's the compounding of this thing, how it compounds. So we start off with, you know, a person that's infected. And on average, this person will infect three others. And then those three will infect another three. So you could start off with the number, you know, you'll have one person, then you'll have two infections, then you'll have four infections, then you'll have eight. Not a big deal. You don't see a huge spike. The problem is when you get into the bigger numbers, okay? Once you get, say, 4,000 people with this thing, 4,000 is going to turn to 8,000, 8,000 to 16,000, 16,000 to 32,000 real quick. Okay, that's the compounding effect. And then you'll see a fucking spike in the numbers. Maybe then people will start taking it serious. And there isn't a panic. See, people keep confusing information that's showing up on the internet with panic no one's panicking yet you don't see people crashing and jacking each other and you know doing all kinds of crazy shit all you've seen is a slight run on the stores right and it's not even that bad here in kansas city the reason why i want to bring this up to you is because i want you to get ahead of this start getting some shit right now just a little bit of stuff you know kind of build up your emergency preparedness kit Some people suggest, obviously, the essentials, non-perishable food items. You want to have some sanitizer available in case you need to go out in public. For me, I got some masks. I got some gloves. So, So when they do lock people down, which looks like the only way to contain this thing is through mass quarantines. They need to shut down certain neighborhoods. They're doing it in Rochelle, New York right now. They've done it in Italy. 
people here can't imagine something like that happening, okay? And, you know, it's kind of irritating because you kind of see the storm coming and then you notice that a lot of people aren't fucking preparing. So what that's going to do is when the stuff does actually get here, everyone's going to rush out to the store at once. And you've seen that effect, you know, right before the Super Bowl. Everyone's over there trying to get the same shit. You know, uh, it happens all the time, right? It's like, you know, this mass panic all at once. So if you're kind of doing it a little at a time now and you're preparing yourself mentally, you're going to be a lot better off, okay? Motherfuckers need to cancel a lot of shit. And I, I feel bad. My kids want me to go to this St. Patrick's Day Parade and they're bugging me about it. Uh, we got a daddy-daughter dance thing coming up. You know what, man? All that shit's off the table. It's all off the table until we get the numbers back from testing. There is no testing going on right now, right? So this thing is going to drag on for a while. I'm not going to do a lot of public gatherings. Certainly no fucking parade. We're not going to the daddy-daughter bowling bullshit that's going on. And I love to do that kind of stuff. But this is where I have to be the one who's more responsible than the children in my family. And they're not going to dictate what we're going to do, even though I certainly want to do those things. Hey, man, I've been locked up cabin fever. I want to get out, right? Tickets to the Big 12 tournament, super low right now because... You know, older folks are bailing. They're leaving those tickets out there. Young people are like, woohoo, yeah, this is great. You know what? You're going to help spread this thing. I know people don't feel bad about it now because they think, oh, well, I'm a young person. This shit isn't going to affect me. It has killed younger people. You know, I want to put that out there as well. People in their sub 40s have died from this thing. Okay, so you're not totally fucking immune. But if you don't care about infecting your neighbors, if you don't care about killing your neighbor, if you don't care about passing this shit on to your grandparents, if you don't care about passing this on to an ailing parent that you might have or those that have pre-existing conditions that make them susceptible to these things, if you don't give a fuck about any of that thing, by all means, go ahead and, and have your fun and, and take advantage of all the things that are presented to you right now, right? I am not going to do that. I want to have a clear head. I want to do the best that I can to suppress this thing. And right now that looks like me staying at home as much as possible. Coronavirus by the numbers, global cases by the Center for System Science and Engineering. You can look these up at arcgis.com, arcgis.com. This map is a live view of ongoing cases that are developing. 124,910 confirmed cases, 124,910 confirmed cases. I'll tell you one thing, the China number has not moved in two weeks, okay? They're still claiming that they're at 80,921. I call bullshit, bullshit. You have not stayed at 80,921 cases for two weeks. Italy has spiked up to 12,000. 462 cases. They are the next highest group of folks that are dealing with this thing. And let me see what uh, is going on in the United States. 1,110. The crazy thing about the United States number is that it started off really small, you know, and there was a, like, I think there was just a few small pockets and you see in real time, those numbers starting to go up. Okay. Iran is at 9,000. South Korea, 7,755. But the United States, 
man, I've seen this number just all of a sudden uh, balloon in a very short amount of time. And as we do more testing and as this thing begins to compound, we're going to see that number spike. Again, I want to reiterate that I'm not trying to cause panic. I just want people to take this more serious. I want people to be ahead of what is to come. Italy had 16,000 people on lockdown. It is now the entire country, 60 million people on lockdown. Uh, area in New York has a quarantine set up for a mile radius. New Rochelle, New York. The National Guard is in there trying to distribute food and make people feel safe in that area. But they're not allowed to go out or leave that area because they're trying to contain it. That seems like the best way to do it right now. We're at the beginning of this thing, guys. This is the very beginning. I hope that I end up being totally wrong about asking people to take it more serious and this thing fizzles out by the summertime. But, you know, nobody nobody wants that more than I do. I, I just want people to be prepared, you know, because this looks like something like I have never seen before. I know we've had other things before. I, the latest one was Ebola. They contained the shit out of Ebola, okay? They did. They did a super job. I never saw, and if I saw Ebola spike to 1,110 people in the United States, yeah, I would have been doing the same thing that I'm doing right now. We just didn't see that, okay? And today, the World Health Organization, the WHO, has officially declared this a pandemic, so you know, we don't have to beat around the bush anymore and say, is it, is it not? We are officially in a pandemic. Again, not to cause panic or anything, but begin to prepare yourself. And certainly some of the arrogance, some of the cocky attitude that I've seen, you know, just the non-understanding. And here's what I want you to understand is that if, as Angela Merkel said today in Germany, the German Chancellor, Angela Merkel, warned that up to 70% of the country's population, that's some 58 million people, could contract the coronavirus. She's projecting 70% of her population. I don't think she says that very lightly. But if we are to understand the numbers, our health care system would be overrun by it in a way that we've never seen. I, my wife is in the health industry. I just prepared a kit for her that in case she comes in contact with a patient, she got some stuff to try to protect herself. But folks being cocky about this, man, I just don't think you understand the gravity of the situation, right? It's no reason to be in a state of like, fuck it. And I think that that void in leadership that we have right now because we you know in all honesty we our leadership is kind of saying yeah fuck it you know it's not a big deal i mean i think that's the message that's come from the very top so millions of other people are like yeah fuck it if he don't care why the fuck should i care there's been a focus on the financial aspect of this america loves fucking money we love money to a fault and we think that throwing money at shit is always going to solve and save the day. So the response to this thing is to throw people tax incentives and shit like that. Maybe a work from home money incentive would be helpful if it kept people from going out. But I just think that we're 
really fucked in looking at this strictly from a financial point of view. And we don't have sober leadership at the very top that's making, you know, there should be a major press conference where very sobering facts are given and Americans are told to cancel all events at the very minimum of a thousand people are over everywhere. We don't see a sober response to this thing. A sober, scientific, cohesive, we're all in this together type message. That's what we need right now. We don't need spin. We don't need bullshit. We need the sobering facts and we need fucking leadership. A leader. Someone that you believe in. Someone that you trust. Someone that is willing to do the things that he's asking you to do. And you believe him when he says it. Or she says it. We just have a void in leadership right now. Real quick, the Dow did plummet again. So we had a spike. I, I mentioned on the last podcast that they were going to buy on the dip. And that that would give us a superficial jump in the market. It has since receded and uh, is down something like a thousand points. And, you know, we're going to see this seesaw back and forth. I really feel that the market is going to settle down around 20, if not even lower. So if you're trying to buy the dip, I think it's going to go down lower because we don't see the numbers yet. And I think once we see the numbers, it's not going to be great news. It's not going to, it's going to be like, oh, numbers went down. No, they're going to go up. They're going to keep going up. And that's going to stir the market, right? And we don't have a great response to this thing. I'm really disappointed in the United States. I, uh, if you thought we were this grand country that could respond to pandemics and overall health crisis, at this point, you'd have to say that we were wrong, very wrong, okay? Because this thing has been bungled, all right? The response has been shitty. It fucking sucks. I wish it were different. I would say if it was different. I Again, I gave Trump props at the beginning for buying us some time. And then they fucking ruined whatever time that we had, okay? I don't know. We'll look back at what the holes were. And maybe that's the silver lining in this thing is that we're going to learn from the mistakes that we made. But right now, we do not look exceptional. We kept hearing about American exceptionalism. This is not exceptional. This is like third world ridiculous bullshit and our response is subpar and lacking and amateur at this point and that's very harsh i know there's a lot of people working hard i don't blame the people in the health industry you know i just i blame the system that was not prepared not prepared for the storm that is yet to come and maybe our response to when the actual storm is here will be different. And I'll have a different report by then. But right now, for the next month, the economy is going to suffer greatly. People are going to be shocked by how much their lives have changed. And 
No one wants to be wrong more than I do. I don't care if I'm wrong. I stand by the fact that I'm just telling people to be prepared. I want people to have some grit. I want them to understand that their lives could change and that that's okay for the foreseeable future. And we will eventually get through this, but we are about to head into the storm. And with that, I am out. I will catch you on the motherfucking flip side. DA got that guy. I turn the news on when I smell death in the air I prove you wrong, I made it out of here Don't be long, I see my past everywhere Don't stand too close to me, eternal PTSD I got a war zone inside of my head I made it on my own, they said I'd be in jail again I see my brothers fall Campaigns like Chief Keef Always yelling names, that's DC's I go off my mind and my instinct Shooting at the same time, we was in sync On the same thing, trying to repeat We was in the whips, right back on the enemy Stuffed on my last hit, I was in the middle seat Fuck it out the sunroof, Brody got a quick release And we in the car real fast with police Shots fired back, but it's ass in the street When I bought a 40 show, Brittany and Tiffany Knowing that they call it, shit they can't get from me A lot of warfare, 17, had a 50 piece Like star niggas, so you know they want killer G Royalty, posted in the hood with some Billy Keys Loyalty, rock that, show them what it really mean I can't sleep cause it's a war zone in my head My killer's good, they know I'm hands on with the bread A million dollars ahead, I'm still angry seeing red How the fuck I'm supposed to have fun, all my niggas dead I turn the news on when I smell death in the air Prove you wrong, I made it out of here Don't be long, I see my past everywhere Don't stand too close to me Eternal PTSD I got a war zone inside of my head I made it on my own, they said I'd be in jail again I see my brothers fall over and over again Don't stand too close to me I got PTSD Used to run home from the train stop Running so fast, dodging raindrops Remember got robbed at the park once Remember thinking that that bitch probably ain't caught Remember I was with my mama one time Seen a nigga through the glass, hit a nigga with a bank shot Point blank head hanging off his tank top Walked off, we drove off, went to game Stop Quiet right there, picked up Santa Andreas Certain things we ain't talk about, mama, we just prayed up We seen it all, don't get involved Carried away to the world like a shark Conceal it, reveal it, if they pulling cards is evil in case you thought a nigga forgot it When my homie was bleeding out Another homie went in his pockets Please do not run up on me Not even his fans Niggas get fanned Down on the damn Ryan, I'm flying I'm scary as hell I need me a Zan Days seem longer As life gets shorter We know sex, drugs, money All in that order Ain't no structure, no peace We lost our order Leaving me with anxiety Fucking love yeah. It's a war zone laying inside my head I still think about all my niggas that's dead I'm too paranoid, yeah I know you heard what I said I'm too paranoid, I make sure all my eyes stay black Draining all my energy, no I cannot sleep Uh-huh, I'm affected by the streets No appetite I can't eat I only see real when I see I think it's my PTSD I think it's my PTSD. What? I think it's.
is my PTSD. Yeah. I turn the news on when I smell death in the air.